Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle. But before we get started, I have some coaching announcements. Now, they are wrapped around fitness for cycling and cycling skills. Now, the first one is I am going to be launching an online fitness membership, and there's going to be cycling involved in there too, but not till the fall. Now, what it's all about is like cycling is great, but we certainly need to think about muscle development and strength for strength, power, and speed on our bikes. And what's better to do is to work out with weights and bands and get start developing those muscles. So for you guys, this is super special. Get on my VIP list so you get a great deal on the first time membership. Go to cyclefitness.online, get on the list and you're going to get a great deal. The next one is my cyclingskillspro.com and these are my online cycling skills programs. So I have a four hour cycling skills intensive. You get all the things you need to know to be to really improve your cycling and exponentially become a more efficient and economical cyclist. Then, or you can do it in a four hour, you can do it a four week, or you can get a downloadable module where you can just do it at your own pace. And use this code PEDAL to get an extra $50 off with that. Have an amazing episode and enjoy the interview. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Secrets in the Saddle, All Things Cycling with your hosts, Sylvie Daou and Kelsey Mitchell, who is currently on our Canadian um, track team and is uh, in Milton training her butt off for this summer's Olympics. I don't think anything has been, but... We're super excited to have her here. I love talking to, uh, to pro athletes or say Olympic athletes and just getting their story. So welcome, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, fingers crossed about- Yeah, I know, I fingers crossed. <laughs> Hope you have a second, like, um, anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that later on. So, so here's a little bit of her background before we dive right into the questions. Um, so, Kelsey used to play soccer at the university level and has always enjoyed a variety of sports, including basketball, ringette, oh, dojo, oh, a gymnastics, oh, I like tell I really went through that. I just saw the first yeah. handball and volleyball. <laughs> I have to jump, ask about gymnastics because my daughter did gymnastics. And here's a little bit about her story her starting is like she attended an RBC training ground event in August 2017 so not too long ago um, where she exceeded the national standard for track cycling so this 
this is kind of where we're going to start um, start our questions and like how you really got into, I guess, into cycling. Maybe, maybe just tell me what, how your gymnastics experience was or how long <laughs> you spent there. Cause I was a gymnastics mom for my daughter for like six years. So I don't know. Did you spend that long in gymnastics? No, it was, I was young and I think I was eight and they asked me to start going uh, more competitive. And my parents were just kind of like, ah, we're going to keep her in a variety of sports. So can't just commit to the one. Ah, okay. Smart parents. Yeah. <laughs> Smart parents. All right. So then let's just jump into like how you found yourself at that training grounds. I assume it was probably like a recruitment kind of day for come out and, and get tested and see if you get yeah. an invite. How did yeah, you get kind of. I mean, there? So I finished my university level soccer. So you get five years in Canada and I was all done. Um, I went traveling, did Southeast Asia for three months, um, came back and just was kind of <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. Typical uh, end of, end of year, eh? Like just going to go traveling. Yeah, exactly. The in the middle of winter. Bali. <laughs> yeah. <Bali>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bali, <laughs> Thailand. It was amazing. It was an incredible experience, wow. obviously. Um, so yeah, I came back and was just kind of lost, not sure what the next step was in life. Um, I had got a job part-time just driving trucks for the summer. Um, I would literally just ride the brake of the truck and my partner would be in the ditch, like spraying weeds. Um, and so it was like eight hours a day of doing that. So I had a well, lot like of time for to the think. city. Yeah. Oh. So this is in, yeah, insured parks. So just outside Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, okay. uh, and so yeah so did that um was obviously not super pumped about that job and so was looking into other options um sports were such a huge part of my life i always played any sport i could um, and i had heard about this thing called rbc training grounds which is basically an event where it tests an athlete's speed power strength and endurance um, and i played a bunch of sports i was never technically or tactically the best but i like worked really hard and was an all-around pretty good athlete so I thought, yep, let's do it. Let's just see what happens. My last kind of chance at continuing with sports. Um, so all the testing was done in Alberta. And so um, I found out there was still one in Toronto at the end of the summer. So the little money I had from tr after traveling, I like booked a flight to Toronto and my parents are just kind of like, what are you doing? Like get a job and you know, but like, I was like, no, no. one. Last yeah 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 reality no i'm not ready so yeah booked the trip um trained throughout the summer would go for runs on my uh lunch break and then uh just get in the gym after work and just try to get back into shape because i was definitely not at my peak performance after traveling so um yeah beach book body. my flight yeah <laughs> sure yeah beach body <laughs> The drinking beer you, instead of water. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you um, what you took in university? Yeah, I took, um, it's called Instrumentation Engineering Technology. So it's a diploma I took. Um, and then I also have personal fitness training. Perfect. Complete opposite things. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. How'd yeah. you put them together? I was just, yeah, one was just kind of like, I knew I could get a really good job with the one and kind of enjoy my life outside of work. And the other one would have been kind of like loving my work, but would definitely have to like 
start at the bottom and work my way up. So I just wasn't sure which way I wanted to go in life. So got two complete opposite <laughs> things. So like then you're in Toronto. So yeah, I'm in Toronto. I flew in like four days early to like adjust from the two hour time change and like flight legs. Um, and I'm at the tryout. And so anyone between the ages of 15 to 25 can go. And so I'm 23 at the time. So definitely on the older end um, compared to everyone else. And I remember standing in line with a girl and she's probably like 16. And she's like, oh, my mom made me come. Like, I don't even really want to be here. As I had like flown across the country, and I was like, yeah, this is like, my last shot. <laughs> you have no clue, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I went and I did a vertical jump. And it was, I guess, pretty good. And there was a Cycling Canada representative there, pulled me aside. And he said, I want to get you on the Watt bike. Um, so I'm like, okay, got on the Watt bike. Uh, it was six seconds all out and I did uh, 1300 watts seated and he's like do you know what this means and I'm like I, no I have no idea what this means and <laughs> he's like you just exceeded the national standard blah 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 um, we'd love to pursue uh, you and maybe get some testing done in Milton at the velodrome and I'm like well I'm from Edmonton and they're like that's no worries we'll like bring you out and sort it all out so that was kind of the moment where I was like whoa this is like they are interested, this could actually lead to something. Um, and so yeah, fast forward a month, I came back and tried the velodrome. Uh, first time on the velodrome, first time trying a fixed gear bike. Uh, I was in Lululemon pants, so obviously was not dressed accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> She's new. So yeah, very new. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you guys do this. And they're like, we get padded shorts. I'm like, ah, yeah, all right. So yeah, it was a really cool experience because I'd never tried it before. Um, it was fun going fast. Definitely was a little uncomfortable and a little uneasy with the banking and everything, but um, it was really cool. So then a month later, I came back again on my own dime to try to do the final for RBC Training Grounds. Um, and that went well. And then a month later, I signed with Cycling Canada. Wow. Um, yeah. So then That's I amazing. spent- yeah, 2018, learning how to ride a bike, learning how to ride the rollers, learning how to ride the track. Just, it was a very, very steep learning, learning how to ride the bike. Well, like, I knew how to ride a bike. Like, oh, like a track bike? Sorry. Uh, yeah, a track bike. Sorry. I knew how to ride like a road or like a, like, I rode bike when I was like a kid. But since then, I was always into like running sports. Well, so now you come back. So you came back and is that when you got like an apartment and this is where you kind of settled? So I came back to Edmonton um, and yeah. then I started training full-time with Juventus, a club there. Um, okay. I was working with a guy named Alex Angaro. Mm -hmm. And so it was at that time, it was January. So we're inside. I'm trying to figure out how to ride the rollers, which is a very frustrating thing to do because <laughs> no matter how hard you try, you like, it wasn't from lack of trying. It's just, I wasn't good at it. I had to figure out how to balance, how to pedal properly. It was just, it was very frustrating at the beginning because I hated being bad at it. <laughs> I was just like, I remember 10 years ago trying the rollers as well. Just like. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's a very hard thing to do. Like now you can kind of get on and it's. Yeah. Natural, it's like the, the moment you lose focus, you're like. Rare. 
Yeah, you have to like stare at one spot and like eventually you're able to watch TV, but like can't move your head at all, just your eyes. <laughs> you're completely tense and you're like, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. The core strength you get just from that, just trying to stay upright is incredible. <laughs> I know I did um, like, uh, I, I remember learning and it was just like the funniest thing. Like it was a whole gang of us for all like, Somebody was helping us out and we we're like, okay. But luckily we were in, we we're in like a dojo or like karate studio and they had the bars like along mm. the side. So we're all like beside the bars holding on and you know, it's just like, <laughs> you got yeah, to this step. day. Yeah, yeah. I still have it on my right hand side and I'm holding on to the bar unless I'm going Something. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. There's people who can get on without holding on to anything. And I'm like, okay, that's, in five years I'll learn that <laughs> yeah I know some guys who like sit there and you know like drink coffee and read the newspaper <laughs> I'm like the legs are just uh, spinny <laughs> yeah I'm like and that that's like you know 20 30 years of experience yeah yeah I don't know about that I just started taking my hands off myself yeah exactly trained half on the rollers and half on my trainer this winter so Mm -hmm. I was like but I really like progress yeah it's good it's really good for leg speed for sure especially if you're on the track um because you do ride at quite a higher cadence but yeah it's good so you started in 2017 and then you went to just a second where when did you podium so that was yeah that was in 2019 so we're in 2018 january february march and training trying to figure it out um and then in may i got invited to do a month camp with cycling canada um so that was super exciting when i arrived i learned that i was definitely out of my league and <laughs> i had no right being on the track like i was messing up people's warm-ups and like i'd never ridden like behind a moto um it was just yeah it was a lot <laughs> and like in the gym everyone's lifting like 10 times as much as me I'm like okay <laughs> step it up Kelsey. but I can do 1600 watts so but, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I, I just asked. have to learn how to do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I know that um, being uncomfortable and out of your league I've I've oh. felt that before and it's like <sighs> I'm just going to yeah, get the most out know? of it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, yeah, mentally, well, physically it was very, it was a struggle. Mentally it was a struggle. Just like, just, I was so out of my element and like, it was the national team. Like they're not going to teach me how to pedal a bike. Like they expect me to be at some certain level, you know? So um, everyone was super nice, but it was just, it was a lot. Uh, and then I did a month in T-Town. Um, they do uh, at Trexler Town, Pennsylvania. They do they have a velodrome there where they do a bunch of racing for a month to get some UCI points. So I did that, okay. and that was kind of my first yeah first race experience. Um, yeah, that was again. I don't know what I was doing out there, but it was just like it was fun. I started to get the hang of like going fast, and it was a really like I started to fall in love with the sport. Yeah, don't ride beside her. <laughs> yeah. yeah actually <laughs> there was a race we like did some bunch races and it's a fixed gear obviously so like no brakes um and like it's an elimination so the last one across the line is eliminated so like you like sprint so you're not the last one but no one ahead of you sprinted so you're like backpedaling and just trying not to crash into 20 people that was a lot. <laughs> i could feel you i've been uh um, yeah 
I've done, I've gone to, I've never been to Milton. I've been to Forest City a bunch of times with, I'd bring like a group of girls down just to like the team that I, uh, I started. We go down there like once a winter just to break things up and have some fun. Nice, and, yeah. and Rob Good would be coaching us. And, you know, we, yeah, everybody has to go through the level one to get on the track, to be able, you know, to learn how to ride the track. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just remember it took me like forever to feel comfortable to even pass someone. But that velodrome is yeah. small, right? Like before you know it, you're never- like... I've never, never been there. there? But I've heard. No, I've heard. It's so small, and you're just like constantly like you don't. You there's no flash. <laughs> like you'd be like, you're oh so fast God. around there. Yeah. You almost get dizzy. So yeah. feel the G force in the corner. Yeah. No, seriously, because it's like it's yeah. 280 meters, so it's like half the size. Is it? It's no, like a hockey it rink. It's the size of hockey rink. Yeah, it's so small because the Milton one's go. 250. No, 250? Oh, 180. Yeah. Maybe it's 180. 180. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it'd be like, so before you get the, your nerve up, you're in the corner and then you're like, okay, I got it this time. And then you're like, no, oh, it's, <laughs> it so, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But so, so how did it feel going to Pan Am's? Like after you, you made it through like all the, the training and, and got your race yeah. experience and they're like, okay, yeah. let's take her to Pan Am's and just let her loose. No, yeah, it was like I did nationals in 2018 and then I was brought onto the team. So then I moved out to Milton. So then I was on the track and just like okay. slowly figuring it all out. So then, um, so that would have been October, 2018. And so had a solid a lot of months of training and then it was July uh 2019 where it was Pan Am Games oh, and yeah Pan Am Games was really cool it was like my first big international competition that I was it was like a mini Olympics is what they told me I don't know what the Olympics is like but I'm assuming it's like that but bigger uh yeah. it was yeah it was incredible it was so cool like the stands were packed my parents were there um you know you get like all the Canada swag and media it's just a big deal it was so cool um and yeah I went there and broke the Pan Am record which was really cool and then medaled I got a gold and silver yeah so that was kind of like the start of it all (laughs) for me you're like you're so how are your parents or so back step to your parents you're like wow what are you doing going out to Toronto to that and and then you come back and like yeah I've been invited (laughs) So what did they think about this whole thing? And then to be sitting in the Pan Ams, you're like, hey, <laughs> just one. Yeah. What did they think? Like, how did that, They're, how did that yeah. little like journey go for you and with them? My parents are so incredible. They're so supportive. And I think it was just in that moment, they like knew I was kind of lost from traveling and, and didn't know what to do. And so they're like, well, why don't you get a job? And like, you know, like that's kind of the next natural step. Um, but once I went to the tryout and then I told them about how Cycling Canada was interested, they were like, they were all in too. They're like, yeah, let's go. Like, you can do this. And so, yeah, they're my biggest hype people. Um, they're like all my races that they can possibly go to. And like, my dad will always try and talk to me about Kieran tactics. And I'm like, you never, you don't know. (laughs) I was watching some films and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh gosh. You've been watching too much YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're fully invested for sure. have siblings yeah i have a brother and a sister and they're incredible as well very supportive so, so they, are they both doing the same things 
sports as well? Um, not so much my sister. She was more arts drama. Um, and my brother played sports uh, throughout high school. And then after that was done. So yeah, I was kind of the one that was like, I, I love it so much. I can't stop. So something. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So gosh, you won. So how did that feel? Like, it was explain cool. that it was cool. I mean, yeah, it was an incredible moment. And I think um, it like gave me a lot of confidence going forward. Uh, it was a really big year from then till March 2020. Um, because that is that race. And then we had Pan Am champs where you get a lot of points towards the Olympics. And so everyone's like, okay, well, this is when everyone peaks. And so went there. And then that's actually where I broke the world record um, in Cochabamba, Bolivia. So at altitude, uh, it was everyone was super fast. And I was lucky enough to set the world record there. And I won gold, um, two golds and a bronze there. And then after that, it was World Cups where we were, there was three weeks, we were in Hong Kong, New Zealand and Australia back to back just trying to get points towards so we could qualify for the Olympics. Um, so did you just then, stay traveling like did, or did you come home yeah. in between those? No we just flew from place to place because it was like yeah. each uh, three weekends yeah. Yeah so, yeah. Yeah I was we were tired by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like oh. yeah um, so but that went well too um, got a bronze and a silver in the sprint and then we had a world cup at home in january in milton um and this was really cool because my like so many of my friends and family flew out and were there for it um got a gold and silver there and then we did worlds in germany like literally if it was a week later we probably wouldn't have been able to do it because of covid but um it was like right before everything so finished there locked in two spots for the olympics um and then covid hit <laughs> So, okay, so what two spots did you lock in? So we have uh, two sprint spots and two Kieran spots. So oh, there's okay. three events at the Olympics for sprint um, and we didn't get the team sprint spot, but we have the other two. So that's what you're training for right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to March, 2020, where everything stopped for everybody. Yeah. How did that affect you because I've talked to a lot of athletes on the podcast and um, everybody is affected differently like everybody took it really differently how did you take it imagine um initially obviously I was devastated uh very yeah. upset just because that had been such the focus and goal for the past three years like I literally thought of nothing else kind of and so mm -hmm. um to hear first that Canada wasn't going, I was scared it was still going to happen and we'd be watching from home, but then it was oh. completely uh, postponed. So then was kind of a relief that we knew we wouldn't be sitting at home watching it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that would it was been like a bit. Oh, oh, imagine. That would break my heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't what? imagine. No. Yeah. So um, now it like I took it as a blessing. Just I was always playing catch up um just trying to learn as quickly as I could and like it was go 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 trying to qualify and then I gained an extra year to get stronger on the bike learn to be more efficient learn more tactics everything and so I got fourth at worlds that year um and so going into Olympics it was looking pretty good and then I just got a whole nother year and so no one really knows where anyone's at but I definitely know I've been busting my ass to 
try and get it's better. So true, eh? It's yeah. it's really gonna be interesting to watch to see how athletes have used their last year. So for you, what were say like maybe the th two to three things that you said, okay, this is great. I've got time to focus on these things to get better. What were those like, like maybe was the number one and number two thing? Like you're like, oh yeah, I need to do that. Um, <laughs> tactics, sprint tactics. Uh, I just, I was there physically, I'd say. Uh, my times were pretty good in like the 200. Um, but like in the Kieran, when there's five people around you at like 65 kilometers an hour, I just, I wasn't drafting properly or I wasn't um, timing my rush. So it was just like, just like being on the track more of like over this year has been so beneficial for me. Um, like I've watched a lot of uh, films and like races and stuff. And we do match sprints with the, some of the development guys and just like, I just feel way more comfortable now where before I just, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to go all out and like just each round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. go, go. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. And so I would just die in between the rounds. Like it would be 30 second all out and like galactic ass, like everyone's dying. I know for sure. And I probably was just a little bit more dramatic, but it was a very hard training days for me. So I think I just yeah. learned how to deal with that better. Um, and like, how to conserve more energy using other people like drafting and stuff. So that was kind of like the main, a few of the main things that I really need to focus on. That's awesome. Now is your nutrition a big part too? <laughs> yes. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's like tactics and races and then I'm like, but how do you feel your body? Like is that part of oh, it? Oh yeah. Like, some people are just like, yeah, you know, it's just Oh my God. It's, it's very, it was very tricky. I came in and I wasn't built like a cyclist at all. Um, I was built like someone who had retired from soccer and was trying to get back into shape essentially. And so What's I just that had to put mean? on, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know how much description I should go into. <laughs> like, like were you, were you le like, I don't know. What does a soccer look, soccer player look like? Like well, slender? washed up soccer player. I was, I was fluffy. I was soccer. ready for winter. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a good time on the beach in <laughs> yeah yeah so I just yeah I needed to drop some fat put on some muscle um and so I really locked down on it was like probably a year leading up to so like 2019 2020 I was trying to figure out how to fuel my body so I can get through training but not have too much that I was putting on weight or like putting on fat um it, the weight didn't really matter it was just kind of trying to drop the fat and put on muscle and so finding that balance was tough but I kind of got it locked in and I pretty much eat the same thing every day and it oh, works it's like so, yeah this yeah. works and because yeah. I imagine you would have to eat a lot a considerable amount based on I guess about the volume you're mm -hmm. doing and the energy output so compared to like endurance riders, we do, yeah. we eat less, I would say. Um, oh, okay. Protein, we eat a lot of protein because we're in yeah. the gym three times a week and then we're on the track four times a week for a three hour session. But our efforts are like 20 seconds long and then like 15 minute rest in between. So we're burning, I guess we're burning quite a bit of fat, but like. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. We don't, we're not eating bars like on rides because um, our rides are max two hours. And so we'll maybe have one bar and like two drinks with. Some, oh yeah, uh, I guess so. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we train very differently from the endurance, but I mean, I eat a lot, but it's pretty like clean. All right, so obviously the current goals are Tokyo. Do you have, are you, what are you visualizing right now, Kelsey? Tell us. <laughs> what do you see? If you want to share, because sometimes I know like when I would go into a race, I would never share how I truly, like what I was truly feeling inside. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is what I envisioned myself having, but inside I'm like, you know, like, this is what I'm yeah. going to do, but you know, this is, <laughs> so yeah, I never yeah, really totally. share what I'm truly like, whose ass I'm going to kick or whatever, but yeah, um, who you're but visualizing. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, bottom line, I just, I want to go and have my best performance. I think if I walk away from it, knowing I did everything I could to end up where I do is kind of like the bottom line that I know I'm going to have to keep reminding myself, however it goes. Um, but I want to be on the podium. I can see it. I can visualize Bye it. One. I, That's where yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go like nobody goes to an event saying I want to get 16th. You know, you go and you want to do your best. You want to win. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what. That's just, yeah. And so yeah. that's what I want. But bottom line is like, I got to go and get my best performance and see where that takes me. That's my mentality. Well, now, what? <laughs> I said, that's my mentality on it. Well, I totally agree. I think that's awesome. Uh, obviously you're not sitting there going, well, I'm just gonna, I just want to finish the race. Like that's, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, yeah, I've got a certain goal. Now, before I move on to the next question, um, your now right now your your uh, practicing tactics or you're looking at tactics are you also watching videos of your competitors or past olympic races that give you idea of like different strategies or like how does one prepare like tactically for your races because you got two events you've got a you're going into mm -hmm to give you that competitive edge so past i think the sports just changed so much um past olympics people would ride quite a bit smaller of a gear um and so oh. like in the match sprint they keep it pretty slow and try and jump at the end um okay. uh, and so where now is people are tossing on a big gear and you got to wind it in um nobody's really track standing anymore to like fight for i don't know how much you know track cycling but if it's 1v1 some people want the back so they can draft but if you slow it down too much it's hard to get the gear going and so i think since 2016 it's changed um a lot so i do watch like past um the past world cup and worlds uh i mostly watch myself to see what mistakes i made and where i can improve um and so now we're doing, we'll do match sprints uh, against some of the development guys and we just like, they just gear down or they don't have race wheels on. So it's a little more even. And I just learn from doing and I make a mistake and I hopefully don't do it again. That's kind of how I've been learning it. 
don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Learn my lesson. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I only do it once. Um, yeah. So then what, so what does like a typical day, like you mentioned you're in the gym three times, four times on the track. So what is like an atypical day for you look like Kelsey? Yeah. So, uh, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, we have gym in the morning for about an hour and a half to two hours. And then we'll have track in the afternoon for about a three hour session. Uh, but on Wednesdays we'll do more of an endurance ride an endurance for sprints. So like an easy 20 kilometers an hour ride or something like that. Oh, um, okay. That's nice. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I appreciate nice. that then, after the uh, <laughs> workout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then Tuesday and Thursday uh, we'll have sometimes a, a, an easy ride in the morning and then we'll do a track session in the afternoon. So yeah, we're on the track four or five times a week and then in the gym three times a week. So you have an official day off? Sundays. Sundays, good old Sunday. Sunday. Get to sleep yeah. in, yeah. do whatever, eat yeah. whatever. No, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Sundays are, day. actually though, Sundays, Sunday dinners, uh, we have some friends here, we can go for dinner there and she's an amazing cook, so that's my cheat meal. <laughs> So yeah, does your does your weekend like your Sunday start like Saturday night? Uh, Saturday afternoon, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so we got like. <laughs> yeah. All right, got well. You got to keep it real, right? You got to yeah. keep a little bit of yeah. fun in there, or else like exactly it's not fun anymore. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so now tell me about your future now i know that your future is like like tokyo but and you're young thank like, you like you're 25 i'm 27 <clears throat> 27 <laughs> but still um now you still got a lot of years ahead of you what do you see happening like after tokyo let's say like we're, and, and I'm not just talking about like cycling, like at some point your cycling career, you're going to want to retire at some point, maybe not in the next 10 years. I don't know. But have you, <laughs> have you thought about that? Have you given thought to that? <laughs> no. Are you setting yes, yourself no. up for that? <laughs> I know I should. I, I think I was just so laser focused on yeah. like figuring out the bike and qualifying for the Olympics and going that mm -hmm. I don't think like I think past it as in I want to do 2024 um, right okay but I don't I don't know what I'll do after I love this lifestyle I love being an athlete I love training full-time and racing and representing Canada it's just like literally was my dream and now I'm living it and so it's so hard for me to think well, after, what are you going to do? I just, I, I'm not sure yet. And I'm keeping doors open. And I think everything like this kind of just fell into place. And I just hope that afterwards, everything will just kind of fall into place. I'll probably have to plan ahead a bit, but right now I'm just. <laughs> not till like uh, <laughs> September, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think about that in September, but like, so I look kind of like at Jenny, you know, Jenny true. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So she went from, you know, her cycling career to a coach in 
the velodrome. Do you see yourself kind of staying in like the realm of cycling at some capacity? Like, I mean, obviously Canada could probably use like way more female coaches. Like, yeah, like sure. you would probably be amazing coach. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I've been asked like if I would like to coach. Um, and I always am like, I could never coach cause I, like I did train people for a bit and every time I was training them, I'd want to be doing the exercises with them. And so I thought that if I was coaching, I'd want to be competing, but I think I might, well, I'll reach a point where I'm like, I'm done and I'm ready to hang up the, the bike and maybe coach or like get back in some way. Um, and there is a velodrome hopefully being built in Edmonton an indoor one. Um, and so there's maybe, are they going to cover the outdoor one? You think? No, no it's going to be, yeah, it'll be attached to a pool that's already there and it would have like a big walking track. And so it'd be like a triathlete center, um, indoor triathlete center. That's the word on the street. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I think having, Canadian athletes coach or Canadian coaches coaching Canadian athletes or coaches that have gone through cycling Canada and like experienced it know what that level of racing is like and females in those roles definitely can be improved and have more of them like Jenny is such a great example of someone who's doing so much good for cycling Canada and so much good for women um, in cycling and I think and hope that it'll keep growing. Like I know Laura Brown is also coming, um, getting certified. I don't really know, getting certified in coaching and like, yeah, has been helping out. yeah a lot with yeah. uh, cycling Canada and stuff. So yeah, it's really cool to see people who have gone through come back and support it. So it's definitely a possibility. Mm -hmm. oh, well, that's good. Cause, uh, I know like there's always that, that amazing female athletes. We need as many, you know, amazing coaches to be there for our female athletes. Who is your coach, by the way? His name is Franck Dervois. I definitely said that wrong. Dervois. He's from France. Dubois? French. He's French. Dervois. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Franck. His name is Franck. <laughs> you need a female coach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's great. He's great. But yeah, it, it is nice to see uh, females in those positions for sure. Well, amazing. I don't know. Do you have any advice for any young athletes coming up the ranks, you know, after high school um, or looking at cycling or if they're like in nationals, like, do you have any advice or any last words to distill on us before you go off and conquer <laughs> Tokyo? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, there's so much, so much advice I could give or so much to say, but I think it's just a generalized thing in life. You got to do what makes you happy. And if riding a bike or playing sports or just staying active, doing something makes you happy, don't stop. Like there's, even if you don't make it to the national team, there's other teams you can join. There's other organizations, the provincial level. Like it's just, if it makes you happy, keep doing it. And I think, I hope my story just shows that like, sports made me happy and I was done with soccer, but I found a different route and I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm just so grateful for the path that I took. And I hope that people can see it and just know that 
if one door closes, another one can open and it doesn't have to be done. So, yeah. <laughs> Girls, all you guys in that, in that position, maybe even now, like right now, because there is no sports, you know, they're so highly involved in like soccer and, and hockey and it's kind of gone. Like it yeah. hasn't come back yet. And yeah. uh, I, for one, I'm just thinking about all those people or all those, um, I don't know, teenagers who had something but don't have anything right now. Yeah. That cycling is making yeah. a huge, yeah. um, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say comeback because that's not the right word, but it's just uh, increase in visibility, I guess, like everybody's got bikes because you know, sure. it's probably the only thing that is left that there's, you know, you can do without yeah. having to worry about, you know, yeah. being exposed to big groups and things like that. Yeah, so. The market is booming, the bike, bike industry. Um, we're actually so lucky because I know a lot of um, athletes had to stop training throughout COVID um, and quarantine because they couldn't be with their team or couldn't be in the facility. And like, yeah, we were inside the house on the trainer for hours, but we were able to do something and train our sport. So like biking is such a great option. Cause I mean, outside or inside, you can stay active. You can be competitive against yourself. You can be competitive against others with like Swift or whatever, but it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's a whole other, uh, <laughs> whole other world. Swift, yeah. You don't have to be competitive oh, yeah. on the road. You can be competitive virtually, which is yeah, it's insane. Like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to see those people get out on a race. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Give them extra room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No rules. You can ride over people and all such. Yeah. But uh, oh my gosh, this has been amazing. I love this, Kelsey. And I'm so glad that you're able to jump on here. We are going to be cheering from you. <laughs> from uh, when is Tokyo? Is it July? end of july end of july but uh track is until like the first week or second week of august first week of august. Oh, okay so in august we should be uh yeah, turn getting on your our <laughs> our cheer and hats on everything yeah. for all yeah. our canadian athletes going down there because i know the the ones that i've been talking about have had talking to have been training crazy so like you said you're gonna see how everybody's yeah. uh dealt with this and it's yeah, going to come it's out pretty cool yeah it's going to come out cool. on the track yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i'll be super ready so <laughs> thank you so much and thank you to all our listeners for jumping into this episode we appreciate you um please don't forget to put notifications on and share and give us a five-star review right kelsey we deserve a five-star yeah. review five star five-star sure. review guys our Canadian Olympic athlete needs a five-star review. Yes, please. <laughs> five stars and a review. A good one. Yes. Yeah, more than a sentence, yeah. <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks. All right, thank you very much. Have a great day and we'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. 
And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.